This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. The most disappointing upset that you have been when your team has lost. Harry, most disappointing loss that for you involving your team? Uh, I would say a team I actually played on in college when we lost to Rutgers on a Thursday night oh. after having an outstanding win the previous week, two top five teams, and then we played Rutgers the following week. And that's one I would never forget. I would never forget it, and it, it hit my heart hard at the time. And even right now talking about it, man, it, it makes me cringe. Devin Kane, most disappointing you've been when your team lost? I got six words for you. Okay. Matt Dodge, punt the ball away. Oh. <laughs> he punted it right to Deshaun Jackson. And, yep. He returned it all the way. Oh. He backed it the end zone. Yeah. I think I slammed my remote. Oh. That one hurt. Mark Morales, the most disappointed when your team's lost the game. Last year when the Yankees got swept by their rival, the Houston Astros, the oh, NCS. Oh, recent history. Wow. Yeah. What? Man. Keep forgetting how young Mark is and stuff so, like so that. So you, you've, been, you've been a part of this therapy group for a while, uh, Mark. He, he's yeah, been in that therapy chat for a minute. I'm a frequent visitor to the support group. Welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better as Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on this Love Friday edition on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell that smart speaker, yours to play ESPN radio. Five minutes away, give or take a lie to about the Kansas City Chiefs, about to be the Kansas City Chiefs again. We're going to talk about that in five minutes. But we're going to take your calls. This all got started because Harry Douglas, noted troller of this fine program. Anytime one of our teams loses, we get the business, not business, the business from Harry. Well, his Atlanta Braves lost last night. Second straight year losing to Philadelphia Phillies in the playoffs. Out after having the best record in baseball, the 104 wins. And because he has been able to share his disappointment, embrace his disappointment, have his disappointment, embrace him, you've been able to chime in. When's the most disappointed you've been or upset when your team lost? We've gotten a lot of great stuff on doing, social Harry? media. I, I, right now, he has, his, doing, he has his head in his hands right oh, now, gosh, Shannon. What are you doing? You good? I, I'm in a good space right now, guys. You know, the show has been amazing. First two albums were really, really good. Like, you know, I, I have moved on from my Atlanta Braves losing last night, and I am now transitioning into like my Louisville Cardinals playing tomorrow against Pittsburgh. And on I Sunday, like going to the Falcons and Commanders game, so I'll be in the building to witness the Falcons go 4-2. Uh, but put it this way, you may have moved on, but we're going to make sure the pain is not going to move on from you <laughs> until we're damn good and ready, as far as that goes. Dominic in <laughs> Alabama, the most disappointed upset you've been when your team has lost. Hey, man, first, man, I got two things, man. I'm going to get to the disappointing loss, but y'all got to lay off my man, Harry Douglas, man. You know, wow. Atlanta made. That's what I'm hey, talking listen, about. Hey, listen, man, I got to give you a flowers, Harry, because, listen, man, you was a dog for them Falcons back in the day, baby. Don't I, let I, them two criticize you about, you know, uh, rooting for the Braves and all that this, day and the third, man. You was a dog. I really enjoyed all them years you put on for the city, man, for real. No, now, to my most that. disappointing – yeah, man, no doubt. Uh, now, for the most disappointing time we lost, dang, here, I kind of got to open up another wound for you. Man, bro. I know oh, you, but don't, don't, you do, don't you do this. <laughs> Too late. He's going to mention those numbers. Don't you do this to me. Dominic's going to mention those numbers. Don't you do this to me. Let him do it. Go ahead, Dominic. It was. It had to be 2013 or 2014. It was 2012. We against the 49ers. Mm-hmm. It was 2012. Well, going up against the 49ers, man, now, I just need you to answer this for me, okay? <laughs> did, Roddy White, did Roddy White drop the ball or was it pass interference? Ooh, oh, hold on. Oh, which, play, which play are you talking about, though? It was it was supposed to be the game-winning drive. It was the last play. And you talking about the he NFC Championship the game? And the game was over. NFC Championship game. Mm. No, he, um, he, he, got, he got P.I., but in that situation – I didn't expect the refs to call that because it was the last play of the game, right? It was crunch time. 
um, down to the end of the game. Now, I will say this about that matchup. The reason why it's an open wound for me mm-hmm. is because I remember the play. It was third and two, third and three, and I knew exactly the play that was going to be called before our offensive coordinator called it. It was uh, Z return, Z will. So I knew San Fran was going to play man coverage, right. and I was going to get that football 100% of the time, even through the DB down that was guarding me. So I was butt oh. naked wide open. Oh, Lord. And what a lot of people don't understand what actually happened. I caught it, but I fell down. But the thing is, the ball literally got caught in the lights. Okay. So I never seen it to the very last second. So I'm surprised I even caught it to begin with. Okay. But if I if it would have never got caught in the lights, I would have caught it and I just would have walked into the end zone. And it would have been like a minute, probably two minutes left in the game. We still would have had to got a stop, but we would have went up late in that ball game and potentially could have you know, went to the to the Super Bowl. Right. But in that one game, we had freak things that happened, like a, a a snap right to Matt Ryan. He fumbled it. Roddy fell on the curl, got intercepted. Uh-huh. Jaquez Rogers open on the wheel route. Ball gets thrown behind. We had some freak things happen in that ball game that literally our receiver coach said after the game. Really? Sometimes you got to listen to God. It wasn't meant for us to have it. Wow. But for all those things that happened in that one game, it wasn't meant for us. Yeah, but that- I think about it to this day. That's amazing that something like that, where those kind of free things, where it seemed like it was destiny, it was getting in your way more so than the opponent, as it turned out. I love that rationale because, hey, guys, you did everything you could. Just sometimes you're either born at the wrong moment or the moment is just not there for you. Sean in New Jersey, when were you the most disappointed or upset when your team lost, my friend? All right. I'm I'm a Houston Northern slash Tennessee Titans fan. When Buffalo came back and beat us in the playoff game, that was the worst day of my life. 35-3, 35-3, to three, they were up. In Ooh. Buffalo, Warren Moon and everybody, they were kicking their behind, taking names. Jim Kelly didn't even play in that game. He was injured. Frank Reich had to come in and engineer the comeback that nobody saw coming with that one. Part Shout of the out to Warren Moon. Moon. He's a, a frequent listener on yeah. the show. We love Seen Warren Seen him Moon. at the Derby. We had nice conversations. So yeah. shout out to Warren Moon. Yeah, And people try to say, well, why Why didn't Warren Moon do more? I said, he put up a 35-burger early. What, what more do you want him to do? <laughs> that was destiny not on the side of the Houston Oilers in that game and on the side of the Buffalo Bills, even though they had a backup quarterback in that situation with Frank Reich and Andre Reid and Don Beebe, all those guys. They let it come back for the ages. One more from Tony in Syracuse. Tony, when were you the most disappointed or upset when your team lost? I got, I take your take uh, take my call. I say that for me it was the 2001 World Series when uh, you know we had those two home games and uh, we we uh, the Yankees. You know we we won both of those games. They had that sinker baller player, uh, the the one pitcher they had. But then we had Mariano on the mound at at uh, Arizona and they got that blue single. Man, I was devastated after that I, you know i just said the whole emotion of you no know, 9 11 and all that and uh yeah. so that was to me i mean i i remember it like it was yesterday i'll never that's the year they won it with randy johnson right yeah that's correct and kurt those are the two pitchers yeah for yeah. the diamondbacks the only time they won the world series was back in 2001 after winning the first two at home then losing the next three yankee stadium then winning the final two in arizona where randy johnson came in i think randy johnson came relief or kurt Schilling came relief i can't remember but i think on the day's rest he came out there and then Luis Gonzalez, that blue single in the center field, and Yankee fans went boo hoo hoo all the way home as Sorry, far Mark. as that goes. Yeah, I don't think Mark was alive back yeah, then. I'm still wet behind 2001, the 2001. What are you four? Still being uh, breastfed I was at the time. Five. Okay, I was born in '96. Eh, you didn't even count. <laughs> wasn't even a sports fan yet. <laughs> well, no, he nah. wasn't breastfed at five. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, 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 you know, hey, yo! I'm not going. I'm not going to say what was in my head because if I say that we're all getting fired. <laughs> I'm not Josh Hart. <laughs> 
<laughs> well done. Good comeback. By the way, we are taking calls from you when it comes to your safe space. We let Harry have his safe space. Now it's time for you to do the same thing. No judgment. Anything that's gone wrong in sports, in life, you'll get a chance to speak on in five minutes at 888-729-3776. say esp We got a safe space for you where no judgment. You get a chance to let it all out. Anything sports-wise, otherwise, be a part of them five minutes of Dr. Pepper calling the line at 888-729-3776. For the Kansas City Chiefs, they seem to be in a better safe space now because after week one, after week two, after week three, people are saying, I don't know, that Chiefs team, everybody's coming back to them, and maybe this is not the year Harry Dougs that the Chiefs are not going to be the Chiefs again where all of a sudden you look up now, they're 5-1, and one, among the best teams in the NFL, not just in the AFC, but in the NFL once again, I know the offense does not look like the offense we're used to seeing, but everybody had that concern, Harry, about the Harry Doug, Harry Doug's about the Kansas City Chiefs. And I said, I'm not worried about them at all. I don't care how they won, how they're doing it, because we know what the narrative would sound like if they were not able to beat teams like the Broncos, the Minnesota Vikings, after they paced the Chicago Bears not too long ago. Yeah, I would say this about Kansas City because, Freddie, I'm going to go to their schedule right now and what they have coming up. They Three of their next four games, they have the Chargers, the Dolphins, and the Eagles. The mm-hmm. common denominator in all those teams that I just mentioned is that all of those guys from an offensive standpoint could put up points, right? So I think now when you look at the Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs, outside of Travis Kelsey, I also love the way Isaiah Pacheco was playing Absolutely. this season for this football team, rushing the ball and being that hard-nosed guy that you can count on. But outside Travis Kelsey, and you've seen Rasheed Rice, you know, do some do something last night. That was very encouraging. But outside Travis Kelsey, these guys are going to have to start stepping up a lot more because Patrick Mahomes is going to need him. When you look at the Miami Dolphins right now, they're number one in the National Football League, averaging 36.2 points per game. When you look at the Los Angeles Chargers, I believe they're seventh in the National Football League, 27.5. And then when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, they're fifth in the National Football League in scoring points at 28.2. If you're Kansas City, you're going to have to score points. And I know their defense has been playing really well, Mm -hmm. but also the opponents that they, they played from an offensive standpoint haven't been the best either. Now, trust me, I still believe in this defense because it's just not a, a, uh, uh, just, what am I trying to say here? They it's not a mistake a that they're going out there and balling out week in and week out. Absolutely. Right? It's, it's, it's in their DNA now. And they understood that, okay, their offense isn't hitting on all cylinders this season, so we have to step up uh, their play even more from that side of the ball. But when you're going against these teams that can score points frequently, you don't have room for error if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, even if you have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey because – you don't have a Tyreek Hill anymore. You don't have a Juju Smith-Schuster anymore. You don't have those guys outside of Kelsey that can create and also just be that bona fide player you need them to be on a consistent basis. All those points are fair, what you had to say. I have too much trust in Patrick Mahomes and this guy known as Andy Reid, the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, well, listen, I mean, we strive for something better than what we're doing right now. And, um, you know, we've got a good Charger team coming in here next and, um, you know, we'll, we'll get back to the drawing board on this thing and work, work to get better. I trust that a lot more than anything else. And I'm not saying that you're wrong about the Miami Dolphins and the Philadelphia Eagles, those teams that can score. I know the Kansas City Chiefs defense is going to have a hard time holding those teams down. I'd be No one should be surprised. This is not new news about the Chargers are going to score and the Eagles are going to score and they play the Chiefs. They're not just going to score eight points like we saw last night yeah. from the Denver Broncos. But I've seen and heard this before with Kansas City. 
and you know what you're doing, you not you, but other people put that out there. What's wrong with the Chiefs? Are the Chiefs going to be the Chiefs? You motivate Patrick Mahomes, their quarterback, and their coaching can't see when it comes to Andy Reid. I saw it happen last year. It was going to be the time for the Buffalo Bills or the Cincinnati Bengals. This was going to be their year. And what happened? Those teams were nowhere to be found in the Super Bowl because Kansas was there at the end and he wound up being in Philadelphia. So, yeah, all this is just fuel for that organization. All this is just fuel, Harry, for their quarterback. So, yeah, keep on with the banging. Keep on with the knocks. Keep on with the naysaying. And Patrick Holmes said, okay, all right, that's fine. We keep winning games, keep stacking victories. Guess what? You got to come play us in Kansas City in January. And as we've seen, that's a hard road to think you can manage if you got to go there. And honestly, nothing against Miami. I want to see them exactly do that. Go on the road and win a playoff game with the kind of guys they have. I know what kind of team they have. I believe in that team. They can be a very dangerous team in the AFC. But as the Atlanta Braves found out, the playoffs are different. <laughs> you Everything dog, is different. You I'm completely 100% <laughs> filthy for saying something like that. I can't believe you did me I, like that I, in the middle of the set. Have I, have I said too much? Have I gone too far? <laughs> no, check you, mark, hey, check mark, yes to both of those. You called a spade a spade. I, you know, I respect it more than anybody. <laughs> but but I, I agree with you. Like, when it comes to – well, I, I'll say this. When you look at the landscape of the AFC, if I'm – the Miami Dolphins, I'm going to t- say, because they play the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. You got to look at that game when you play them and say, you know what? This is our opportunity to get a leg up. Absolutely. When it comes to home field advantage, if it gets to that point down the line. No question. Because the last thing I would want to do if I'm the Miami Dolphins is have to go to Kansas City, where it's cold. Trust me, y'all. Coldest game I ever played in was negative 16 with the windshield Ooh. in Kansas City. It, it, it was brutal. Ooh. Brutal. When you can play at home in that nice sunny weather and force Kansas City to have to get IVs on top of IVs because they aren't accustomed to the heat mm-hmm. at that juncture or that time frame during the season. So if you're in the Miami Dolphins, you want to win that game to have an upper leg up at the end of the season if it comes down to it and you're getting that number one seed in home field advantage. No doubt about that. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Real quick, we're going to get back to calls right now in terms of the most disappointed upset you've been when your team lost. We heard from Devin Kane, but we haven't heard from two other people. Not me. You're going to hear from me in a second. Haven't heard from Shannon Penn. Two hours ago, he tried to say, I need a moment. You've had more than two hours now. Now your moment's over. Come on, Shannon. The most disappointed or upset you've been when your team has lost. There'll be no soft shoeing this one, my friend. What you got? All right. So most, most, wow, geez, you even getting right. the music. You get All a right. soundtrack. Thanks, you All right, a- so most people know I am a New York Knicks fan. So, sorry. <laughs> what do you mean sorry? The Knicks- I heard that in the background. <laughs> yeah, wow. 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 Like a low-level burn from Devin. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so I went through a tough three-year stretch in the mid-90s. As, 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 <laughs> 1993, Smith stopped, Smith stopped, Smith oh, stopped again. Stop. Charles Smith not be able to make a layup against the Bulls. and lost that game, went ahead and lost the series to the Chicago Bulls. And they were a better team, had a better record than the Bulls that year. 93. 94, without Jordan, this is our year. We're making it. We went to the finals. Game seven. I grew up. John Starks is my favorite player. What does John Starks do? Have the worst game in NBA history by anybody. (laughs) Wow. Three and forever, whatever it was from three-point line. Two for 18. Yes, whatever. You're welcome. That was 94. (laughs) Then the very next year, 95, we lose to the Indiana Pacers. Patrick Ewan playing on one leg. I get it. He had the Achilles injury. He missed the finger roll at the end of the game, and they lose in the playoffs to Reggie Miller. Of all people, they lose to Reggie Miller. So for me, uh, 93 to 95 was a bad stretch for your boy. Okay, Man, That's rough there. Yeah, I lived it too. Man. Believe me, I know. I clearly understand. Y'all lost to a 
non-Jordan basketball team in the playoffs? Yeah, Reggie Miller and the Indiana Pacers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not to Man. mention Kim Elijah won and Elijah Drexler the year before that in the NBA Finals. Man, yeah. that's rough as a Knicks that's fan. That's really rough, Dan. I mean, I, I, but I'll be honest with you. I have love for Knicks fans. My ladies and gentlemen, my brother Tony Douglas played with the Knicks for four years. Mm-hmm. Like, being at Madison Square Garden was epic. It's the greatest oh, thing I've man. ever when it came to basketball arenas uh, that I will ever see in my life. Yeah, I've been to Big East Championship games at Madison Square Garden. I've been to Knicks playoff games at Madison Square Garden. It just it sounds like an SEC game indoors. Seriously, when a playoff game is and happening. And you know the family room? They had the best food I've ever eaten in a family room. Okay. Like ever, whether sure. it was football, yeah. share the menu to see baseball people. Yeah. It's just they had like lobster and Ooh. shrimp and st- they had all kind of stuff in yeah. there. Man, I need to hang out with your brother more often. Period. The family room was jumping like some jacks, yeah. baby. Yeah, there we all go. All right, I got a theory on the New York Knicks. Since we're going, okay. we're talking teams. Fine, uh-huh. I'm gonna let the New York Knicks. Here's oh, the man. truth that people don't understand about New York Knicks fans. This ought to be good. The Knicks they haze their fans. All right. They How? weed out the fake New York fans. If you're a real Nick fan, you got to know and experience pain. You got to experience a little bit of depression there. You're going to get your season, your hopes up. M- Mark Morales is over here all excited about the addition of White Dante. He's really looking forward to it this year. But the Knicks are going to disappoint because that's what they do. But that'll just oh make the God. wins that much sweeter when they do eventually win. That's the truth of the matter. Speaking of the one Knicks, line, one mind. Guess here we who go. I just seen recently, y'all? Be strong. Guess what I just seen recently? Who? I seen Allen Houston, man. He was uh, his son plays football for Louisville, uh-huh. and he was at the game, and we was at the airport together. We chatted it up a little bit. So okay. we gonna we gonna go to a Knicks game. Okay, I just as got, a crew. I just got one thing to say about what Shannon just said. There's no way that the Knicks do that to their fans and tease them like that. Yeah, nah, 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 I, I don't nah. co-sign that. I'm a huge Knicks fan. Yeah. yeah I, I don't Shannon, co-sign that at all. You know what that is? That's PTSD for Shannon. That's Mark, what that wasn't is. Wasn't you the person last year that told me that the Knicks were better than the Boston Celtics? Yeah, yeah but we I never got that. We, we never well, got that I, playoff I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't co-sign on that either. I thought Mark <laughs> ne- was mad out his behind. <laughs> we never got that playoff matchup. I said I wanted to see them yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah, I just thought about that. You were the person that told me the Knicks were better yeah, than the Boston Celtics. Yeah, yeah, when I heard on that, live radio, too. <laughs> when I heard that, we had them drug tested right after that. Oh, we really did. Yeah, we exactly. But, but what has been your biggest disappointment in your young life that does not involve a, a movie involving comic books or Star Wars? Well, I, I did say I, – I said last year's Yankee team when they got swept, but I was thinking back. Mm-hmm. I have to say the – what was it, 2012-2013 Knicks season? When you were one. <laughs> yeah, tw- it was the 2012-2013 season. Right. I think I was in – definitely was in high school, so I think I was my junior or senior of high Carmelo school. Carmelo Anthony. Yep. That was the year. Game six, lost yep. to the Pacers. That was yes. the year that we matched up perfectly against the Heat. I believe we were like 4-0 and that season mm-hmm. against them. Absolutely. That was the year that the Knicks were going to beat the Heat, make mm-hmm. it to the finals. Okay. And then, you know, we yeah. all know what happened. They got the block with Melo with the, mm-hmm. was it Roy Hibbert Roy blocked, Hibbert. Ro- blocked Mello, and then it all went all downhill from there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. As disappointing as that was as a Knicks fan, what Mark Morales just said, my disappointment, nothing will trump this in my life, period. Now, I'm, not, I'm talking about Game 7, Knicks, Rockets, this trumps it all. 1998 AFC Championship game, Jets up 10 nothing on the Denver Broncos. You could not have told me, Harry, there was no way a 10 nothing lead in that place, that den of hell, back then known as Mile High Stadium, with that Broncos team, with all those Hall of Famers, and the Jets were kicking their behind for two-plus quarters. 
Was they, that Curtis Martin? Curtis Martin was on the team. Vinny Testaverde. Yeah. Uh, Keith Byers played fullback. Keyshawn Johnson, that was his best year in a Jets uniform where he was just uncoverable during that whole year. They had a squad on defense led by dudes. Bill Parcells had that team rolling after they lost their first two games. 10 nothing lead against the Denver Broncos. I'm in my boy John Tobin's basement in Poughkeepsie, New York, as Jets fans in his man cave. We started jumping up and down thinking this is going to be it. Two plays later, Christian McCaffrey's dad, Ed McCaffrey, gets behind Victor Green on a deep pass. First and 10 inside the Jets' 25-yard line. That place went medieval. The Jets never scored again. They lost 21-10. to 10. Wow. I'm never getting over that. Never. I don't blame you. You sound so insincere. I don't exactly. <laughs> you sound so insincere. You oh, hold that weight the rest of your life, Mister Freddie. Man, it's been a lot of cold winters since that January afternoon back in 1998 when it comes to AFC Championship game. Safe space is here for you. Lord knows I need it now, but I'm going to seed the floor and let you have it. Whatever you got to say, it can be anything, sports wise, relationship wise. Life-wise, we are here for you without any judgment. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. The safe space has all the love you can handle on a love Friday on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
I'm Freddie Coleman. He's Harry Douglas. Together, I'm Freddie and Harry. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We normally do this on a Wednesday, but we were preempted because of Major League Baseball. That doesn't mean that we're not about to move on from safe space to make sure you have exactly what you need to be put out from you for everybody to hear. This is your safe space, your sports therapy, your chance to get it off your chest. Safe space with Freddie and Harry. No judgment at all. Whatever you got to say, we make sure the piano's underneath you and the floor is yours at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Something you need to get off your chest involving sports, involving life, involving your husband, involving your wife. We are here for you to make sure that's going to happen. Jacob in North Carolina, kick off the safe space, my friend. Man, it's been tough to be a Panthers fan this season and for the past few seasons. What is something we can look forward to that just gives some light into the tunnel here over the next few seasons? Ooh, I would say, honestly, for you, Jacob, Understand that this is going to be a process when it comes to the team because there's not just one thing that this team needs across the board. There's multiple things that this team needs, and and it's going to take time. And sometimes that's okay, and I know fans don't want to hear that because they are you know, spending their hard-earned money, but things don't happen overnight. Rome wasn't built in a day, and sometimes it's just as simple as that. And I know people don't want to hear that all the time, but I think it's going to be a process – but stay encouraged because I believe in Bryce Young. So do I. And, I. and what he's going through right now is nothing that we've seen a lot of people that's had a ton of success uh, after their rookie years. Think about Peyton Manning. Not saying Bryce Young is going to be Peyton Manning, but he's a guy that, you know, turned the football over tremendously in his rookie season. So there's still hope. One of the things about the Carolina Panthers, we had to expect that something like that was going to happen, but – especially the way they ended last year and they moved on from Steve Wilkes, you're probably thinking, okay, we're bringing in Frank Reich. We know what he's done in the past. We're thinking, okay, it may not be as bad, but it's completely unraveled with the injury on the offensive line before the season got started and a rookie quarterback, even in a winnable division. That would be a lot for anybody to overcome, whether you're a rookie quarterback or not, especially with the Carolina Panthers. Josh in Las Vegas, what you got for the safe space? Uh First of all, uh, thanks for having me on. I've been watching both your shows for listening to your shows for a while. So to keep you guys on the radio is fantastic. Appreciate that. Together, so thank you for that. Um, I was saying it before it happened. Just give that ball to beast mode, and this a wrap. And then it happened, and it's like, no, just give the ball to beast mode. I had to keep it sports for you guys. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. What, was there something going on in your life? Do you want to give up your chest, Josh, in Las Vegas for a safe space? <laughs> oh, did you miss what I said? <laughs> no, I got it. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure we understood it. I got it. As far as that goes, they're never going to get over that in Seattle. No. Never. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Hand the football off, man. Sometimes coaches make the game harder than what it really is. Although I will say this. If they had completed that pass, we know what the narrative would have sounded like. Oh, they fooled the Patriots. They were expecting the run. What a great play call by the Seattle, Seattle Seahawks. The end result determined exactly how a lot of people felt, especially Marshawn Lynch, who I don't blame him. The way he got them down to the close of the goal line, he definitely should have gotten that ball in that situation. 
Mo in Arizona, my friend, what you got for the safe space? Look, man, for those of y'all who do not believe in Brock Purdy, y'all need to understand it. I'm an L.A. boy myself, but this dude is the truth, man. Um, he's undefeated as a starter in the regular season. I don't know what more he needs to show you to show you that he is that guy. He's not a jag. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Brock Purdy. Like, even dating back to last year, when he only had like two or three games under his belt because I witnessed Kyle Shanahan allow this young man to go out there and do things that he didn't allow Trey Lance and also Jimmy Garoppolo to do. But he's showing you in the way he's orchestrating his offense for the San Francisco 49ers that he's more than just a game manager. He's a guy that has the athleticism, and he's putting his team in positions, and he's taking care of the football. He's not giving it to the opponent. Yeah, That's something to be said. For those who don't understand what Jag means, that means just another guy. Just Google that, Steve Smith and Jerry Judy. And this public service message brought to you by Freddie and Harry, part of Love Friday on ESPN Radio. More of the safe space continues right now on the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80. Dal in North Carolina, the space space, the safe space, excuse me, is yours, my friend. Gentlemen, what's good in the hood? Every, uh, hood's always good. What's good, baby? That's what's up. That's what's up, baby. Hey, look, uh, 1990, 91, you're going to be running Rebel. They beat Duke the year before by 30 points, and then the very next year, in the national semifinals, it lost by two points. And ironically enough, the floor general, Greg Anthony, found out mysteriously. I still say to this day, <laughs> we were robbed and they cheated. And that's, I still believe it was thrown. I love that. He said, was that Grant Hill mystery. and Christian Leitner? That was Grant Hill, Christian Leitner, Bobby Hurley. Bobby Hurley, yeah. Uh-huh, Brian Davis, Thomas Davis, all those dudes in North Carolina on that team then. I mean, Duke, excuse me, on that team then. But you know, I love what he said. He mysteriously fouled out. That's the most vaguest thing to say about something that happened. <laughs> he mysteriously didn't show up for his court appearance. He mysteriously <laughs> had his lawyer not speak on his behalf in the divorce hearing. Oh, he man. mysteriously fouled out Greg Anthony in that game versus Duke as a member of the Las Vegas running Rebels. That's tremendous. Brad in Michigan, safe space is yours, my friend. Go ahead, hey, Brad. I don't know if my call necessarily. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, my call doesn't necessarily fit in the safe space, but being a Lions fan, and this game coming up this weekend, I kind of feel like it may be one of the most exciting games of the weekend to watch looking at the NFL schedule, but nobody's really talking about it. And I, I'm a Lions fan, but I'm kind of a closet Baker Mayfield fan. Uh, you know, just uh, the underdog kind of thing. Um, to me, it kind of looks like it's going to be one of the most exciting games of the weekend, but nobody's really talking about it. I was just wonder what you guys thought about that. I love the yeah, safe I, space. I, Why not? Because if exactly. your team has not won a championship in 1957, anything's a safe space for a Lions don't get fan. no safer than that, baby. <laughs> 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 and, I, and I think in this matchup, this, this is a game, when you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their defense and their mm-hmm. physicality, Absolutely. like Vita Vea is a straight, dog and those two linebackers that are able to shoot the gaps because he's creating that space and you look at the other guys on their defensive line and then you think about the physicality or of the Detroit Lions in their offensive line this is going to be a matchup that you know I'm paying close attention to because it has, it has implications on the NFC South. Yeah, nobody right thought, now the Buccaneers they're they're the number one team in that in that division. Nobody thought the Buccaneers would be 3 and 1 about to play a 4 and 1 Detroit Lions team. On October, uh, the weekend of October 14th. Nobody saw that coming. And to your point about the defense, 
that front seven is really, really good. But Baker Mayfield's become the leader of that football team. Yeah. He's been have guys buy in. Even Mike Evans said earlier this week that he hopes his hamstring is right because he says Baker and I have a special connection. We've been able to make that work, and I don't want to miss any time because of an injury. It shows you exactly what kind of impact that the Browns were waiting for and maybe never gave Baker Mayfield enough of a chance to be that guy, that he's become that guy as a leader, not just a quarterback, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mark in Michigan, thanks for hitting us up on Freddie and Harry and the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-729-3776. Mark, the safe space is yours. What you got? Yeah, I'm a, a lifetime Packer fan. Um, so uh, it's the 2008 Packer-Giant in the NFC Championship game. Um, I was actually, it's reason why I was devastated. My brother's a huge Giant fan. I'm a huge Packer fan. So I was I was nice enough to get him ticket, a ticket with me. So we were on the 40-yard line on the 10 rows up watching his game. And uh, that's the game that uh, uh, we got farved. Um, Brett, uh, <laughs> Brett threw uh, an interception in overtime. We won the toss in overtime. Um, and all we had to do was go down and score, and we would have been in the, been in the Super Bowl. But uh, on second and seven, uh, Brett threw an interception right to the DB. Corey Webster. Uh, Giants came in and uh, kicked the field goal and won the game. So, And then I had to drop my brother off in Chicago, so I had to listen to four hours of oh. ESPN um, <laughs> about the Giants and uh, how great they were. I, tell you, I promise on the air that night after that game happened because I was doing game night at that point on the weekends on, on that night. So I probably was on the air probably driving Mark in Michigan bananas talking about that whole thing could have been avoided had Patrick Creighton caught the ball the week before for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. That whole situation could have been avoided. He would not have frozen his behind off in Green Bay at Lambeau Field. He'd have been in Dallas watching my team probably beat his team. Mark in Michigan, that whole thing could have been avoided had Patrick Creighton caught that ball the week before. I love that game. Mexico Burris had a big game, too. Shut up, Devin. Certainly that did. Reception is 151 Certainly yards. did. Yeah, Shout out mo- to Brandon Jacobs <laughs> in that game. He was a monster, yeah. Shout out to Brandon Jacobs. Set the tone, yeah. baby. Set the, the tone. He put that shoulder into Charles Woodson's chest. Set the tone on him. He said, I'm not scared like- of this cold. I feel y'all, boy, 2008. Man. Y'all live it then. I can't hate you guys more I mean, than enough after hearing this conversation. 2008. Now. Corey you, guys live, you guys live it up over there. Man, you know what? At, at the rate that Damn this team is going. Live it up in 2023. <laughs> no, they can't. Come to the Giants. Live it up now, guys, I guess. 2008. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, mm-hmm. four Super Bowls to, to zero for the Falcons, but. Hey, there you go. Wow. Facts. Oh, I mean, Facts. I feel burn, you. baby, burn. Yeah, yeah. Devin's like fire there. right now, man. You can't get too close. You can't get too close. Let me leave you close. alone. Let me leave you alone. <laughs> Harry, oh, no. Let me get off your couch. I'm scared. <laughs> I, I think, I, I think Harry is standing eight, but that doesn't mean that he's going to be on the canvas as far as that goes. <laughs> Jesse in New Mexico, in the safe space for us, my friend. What do you have? Uh, yeah. First off, I want to say ESPN did a brilliant job putting you two together. Uh, Appreciate that. Thank, thank you. you. I was born in 83 in Fort Worth, so I'm a live – Lifetime Dallas Cowboys fan, and the time I was 8, 9, 10, 11, when you really start getting into sports, the Cowboys were rocking. When is Jerry Jones going to step down and let us win again? <laughs> I mean, it's been 30 years, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, you sound just like me. Jesse is so disappointed fan. right now. Uh, can you blame him? Because No, I can't. We, here, the problem with Jerry Jones, and I'm not going to say that Jerry Jones does not have his feet in the right place when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys because he's done everything possible to try to make this team a championship team again. The problem with that is, Harry, he's trying to do it and say, look what I was able to do. He had two guys that he ran out of there 
that won one of two Super Bowls. Another guy was on his way, maybe on that path to win another Super Bowl, Bill Parcells. And yet the Barry Switzer one, that was with Jimmy Johnson's players. They can, I'm not saying they can have that one, but let's call it as it is. But he wants to say that, man, look what Jerry Jones did. Putting pride, together a championship man. team. More than pride. No, pride and like ego. It's, 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 we, we used to talk about this, and I'll be quick. When I played with the Titans, we used to, like our older players, we used to sit with one another mm-hmm. and have these talks about like how pride can destroy our careers, our relationships, uh, whether it was friendships, a marriage, and we used to try to like check each other right. when it came to those pride issues so it didn't become a problem in our lives. You know what it is. When that pride gets in the way, ego gets in the way, and you add money on top of that, too, oof. Yep. <laughs> it never, ever lands. A lot or of ends money, well. too. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that it was. I don't know what these rooms look like. I just have to go by hearsay. He's Harry Douglas <laughs> and Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us on the Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry. And that's the opposite of that. When it comes to James Harden and the Philadelphia 76ers, he's there, but he doesn't want to be there because of one dude. Another example, an episode of that coming up on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And our condolences to the Osley brothers and their family. Rudolph Osley passed away early this week at the age of 84, a founding member, one of the great soul, soul trios and soul groups in the history of rock music. Rest in peace when it comes to Rudolph Osley. He is Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, together on Love Friday, Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell you smart speaker to play ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. So we waited this long. We finally got James Harden to speak. Now, he's been a good soldier. He hasn't caused any ruckus, hasn't held out of camp, wasn't there for media day, but he's been there in practice in Colorado, the Philadelphia 76ers ever since. But then early today on Friday, James Harden finally said what we pretty much know. He has no love for one particular guy in that organization of Philadelphia. For me, it's just trusting the people that you've known over decades. You guys heard it here. My, my whole thing was I wanted to retire at 60. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to be here and retire at 60. And the front office didn't have that in their, in their future plans. You know what I mean? So, like, it's literally out of my control. Um, it's something that I, I, didn't, I didn't want to happen. And it's just being in this position. But, you know, I got to make a, a decision for, you know, my family. I understand this is a business. You know what I mean? So, it's just as simple as that. You know what I mean? I, I come here today and work, work my butt off and and do the things necessary as a professional as I would do and as I've been doing for 15 years. So he wants to retire a sixer. Is he playing or not? Thank you. Like, do you want to play basketball <laughs> or not, man? Thank you. Thank you. I mean, he was all over the place there. I want to retire a sixer, but I'm here. I want to be a professional. I've been lied to. I don't like the gentleman at Dalmore anymore, but I want to retire a sixer, but I'm just going to be a professional. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm here playing. I got to do the best with my family. It's a business. Okay. My head hurts after hearing that whole 36-second cut. And the thing is, Fred, is that when you have people like Joel and B, who's trying to win a championship or at least get to a Eastern Conference Finals for the first time since 2001, like, come on, man. Like, y'all had the third best record in the NBA last season. Y'all had a better record than the Denver Nuggets going into the playoffs last year. Right? Like, you, you have pieces for the Philadelphia 76ers, but – Everyone has to be in unison for this thing to work. And I'm talking about from a player's, player and coach perspective, right? I'm right. not even talking about front office. Like, Freddie, there have been times where a, a front office may have told me something and mm-hmm. something else got done. Okay. 
Bro, it happens, man. Like, do you want to play ball? Do you want to try to win a t- title or not? I just what don't, comes down to yeah, it for me. Especially when you have a guy in Daryl Morey who has not only stuck out his neck but his behind for you twice. When everybody's criticizing you in Houston, he was the one that said, we can win a championship with this guy. And he ran off Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, all those guys, and set his sights to say, James Harden's the kind of guy we can win with. And then he scorched the earth, meaning James Harden, when he wanted out of there. And then when he went out of Brooklyn, Dal Morris said, man, you come here, you're on the same line with Joel Embiid. We believe both of you can make this work together. Again, sticking his neck and his butt out on the line for a guy that now says, I can't trust Dal Morey. Really? Maybe people James Harden can't trust you, especially with the ball in your hands with the game on the line. Because we've seen that. We've seen you not be trustworthy when they really needed to have it from you. You're too good of a player, too great of a player in a game seven after you have game of three games to two against Boston to have P.J. Tuck and you defer to him in the first half? Yep. You're James Harden. You demand the basketball. You say, I'm going to get the ball here. I'm going to get the ball in Joel Embiid. Not defer to Tobias Harrison and P.J. Tucker. He can miss me with this whole, I want to be here. I want to be a professional. It's business, but I can't trust Del Moore. James Harden, dude, you can miss me with that. Yeah, and it wasn't just last year. You talk about the previous year, right? In the, the series versus the Miami Heat, where he didn't come up big in the biggest moments in that series as well. So that's back-to-back years. So do you want to play basketball or do you not? Bottom line when it comes to me. like, yeah. how, Do you want to play or do you not want to play? Well, he wants to play the Los Angeles Clippers. That's where he wants to play. And if I'm Philadelphia, I'm doing exactly what they're doing. You show up, you're behind here, or you stay home and don't get paid. How you handle that is up to you. Well, these guys, boy, when things don't go their way, they just go haywire, man. But it's just him, though. Honestly. But that's what I'm saying. Like, he like sometimes, like, it, it, the world can't revolve around you at all times. Right. But also, you got to understand where you are in your career, too. You got to yeah. be honest with yourself, man. But see, that's another thing. I'm glad you mentioned that with James Harden. He still believes that he has built up enough equity that you should move heaven and earth to give him what he no, wants. It's not like that no more. Yeah, no, not. He's only been in one NBA Finals, and he wasn't the main guy, not even the main second guy. When Oklahoma City got there way back when he lost to the Miami Heat, he believes he should be afforded the same things that are afforded LeBron James, also Kevin Durant, and Steph Curry. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no, no, sir. Yeah. Harry asked the best, James Harden. Do you want to play or do you not want to play? That's what it comes down to. Harry Douglas, Freddie coming together on Love Friday on Freddie and Harry. Got plenty of love when it comes to questions and answers for NFL Week 6. That's next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry podcast.